It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's up, everybody? Yes, happy Wednesday. It is Pushing the Limits. Glad you could join us. Good to be back. Had to take a day off yesterday. I'll get to that. But uh, we got a lot to get to today, a lot to go over. Broadcasting everywhere, of course, uh, on the World Wide Web. FM, AM, KSHP, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. We're broadcasting all over the place. Twitch, for your listening pleasure. Yeah, I woke up yesterday and uh, had a weird pain in my side. Turns out uh, I passed a kidney stone yesterday. It was not enjoyable. It was not fun. And uh, partially because of my horrible diet, what I eat and, and, and I guess what I drink or lack of drinking water. So, uh, yeah, was not fun yesterday, but I'm feeling much better today. You seem like you have a great diet. <laughs> a, a great diet of peanut butter and jelly, onion rings, French fries, exactly. KFC, 7-Eleven sandwiches, which are probably the most health, the healthiest things that I eat. Anyway, it's good to be back. So uh, Grant Stern from Occupy Democrats is going to be joining us. Uh, coming up next hour, we're going to be talking to him about a lot of different things on the menu. Did Donald Trump buy a gun, by the way, in that gun store the other day? Uh, you can't when you're facing uh, 91 felonies. Uh, get to that. New information about Hunter Biden. Uh, the Republicans are, are jumping for joy, but uh, it's not what you think. I'm going to get to that here in a few minutes. Why is Travis Kelsey being attacked? Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are being attacked for the far right when it comes to this Travis Kelsey commercial that he recorded uh, from Pfizer about vaccinations. We're going to get to that coming up a little bit later on in the show as well. Going to talk some sports, some Raiders, some Aces, big win by the Aces yesterday, some UNLV football, uh, some big stories on the national scene. Uh, We have so much to get to today, so much to talk about. But, you know, the big news that Republicans are gloating about today, because, you know, they're obsessed with Hunter Biden. And let's be honest, many people on the far right are obsessed with Hunter Biden's genitalia. Um, So the Republican-led House Oversight Committee uh, subpoenaed a bank for Hunter Biden's records and obtained two wire transfers from uh, Chinese nationals to, and wait for it, Hunter Biden in 2019. Not Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, private citizen. Now, it was listed at President Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home as the beneficiary address. So there's a lot of Republicans out there that are saying, oh, you see, that's the link to Joe Biden. Oh, there's one small problem, though. At that time, Hunter Biden was living at that address. So (laughs) that doesn't mean that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Now, listen, if this was a wire transfer to Joe Biden's personal bank account, then the Republicans would have something. And I would be saying, you know what? If he broke the law, convict him, charge him. As I would say for any individual, whether they have an R or a D next to their name. But. This subpoena was issued on Monday, and they're jumping for joy now saying, there's the link to Joe Biden. Why did he put his father's home? Because at that time in 2019, Hunter Biden lived at that address. Do I need to say it again to spell it out for some of you Republicans out there? Just because he put his father's home who owns the home doesn't mean that Joe Biden was the actual beneficiary and made money off the Chinese government 
Hunter Biden. This is his bank account. He was living at that home at the time. Nothing illegal about that. Still, the Republicans have nothing linking Joe Biden to doing anything wrong or doing anything illegal. And until I see something, I'm going to keep saying that. It's still a nothing burger. I understand and I agree that there should be laws put in place. There, there should be laws put in place so that if you're a politician's son or daughter or whoever, you shouldn't be able to take advantage of who your father or mother is in office. I agree. But until those laws are put into place, we can't do it. Uh, does the name Ivanka Trump ring any bell to you? The $700,000 that Donald Trump's daughter made off of the Chinese government back when Donald Trump was president? Funny, I don't hear Republicans complaining about that or the $2 billion payment that the Saudis made to Jared Kushner or the $100 million payment that was made to Donald Trump's daughter's company? Charity, though, right? Charity. I don't hear Republicans talking about that. This has nothing to do with deflecting. I'll say what I said earlier, and I'll repeat it again so some of my MAGA friends could hopefully understand. This new evidence by the Republican-led House Oversight Committee does not link Joe Biden to not only breaking the law, but doing anything wrong. This is a payment, as far as we know right now, that was received by Hunter Biden, a $250 payment, allegedly. That doesn't mean Joe Biden did anything wrong. Also, just because he puts his father's home address as beneficiary address doesn't mean that Joe Biden received a dollar. Also, there's evidence and proof that Hunter Biden was living at that address at that time when that paperwork was filled out. That is a nothing burger, and it shows no direct evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong or broke the law. And while all this stuff is going on, Donald Trump is facing 91 felony counts. While all this stuff is going on, Donald Trump is prancing around saying that uh, he wanted General Milley to be executed. While all this stuff is going on, Donald Trump is still lying about the 2020 election. He's still a liable rapist, and he's still prancing around facing up to 500 years in jail, actually maybe even more than that. But Republicans are obsessed with Hunter Biden, and they are desperate to try to find something on Joe Biden, and they have yet to find anything. And this is, again, a nothing burger. And by the way, if Hunter Biden broke the law or did anything wrong, go ahead. He's now been indicted for a second time with an unloaded gun that he illegally possessed for 11 days. It's the only gun that Republicans care about. Hunter Biden's gun. They don't care about any of these other guns. And I'm watching Sean Hannity. Don't even ask me why. But I'm asking. I'm watching Sean Hannity last night. And they have this guy on talking about all the violence in Chicago. So it, it, par for the course, right? Complain about violence. Complain about gun violence. But have no solutions to any of the problems facing this country. Complain about the Biden administration. No Really, no solutions to the border crisis, no solutions to the health care, no solutions to women's health care, no solutions to inflation, no solutions to the high gas prices. But you'll hear Republicans bitch and moan 24-7. They have no solutions to any of the problems facing this country, none. And let me ask you all a question. Why is it that when Menendez is indicted, a Democrat sitting senator I don't hear Democrats attacking the DOJ. 
I don't hear Democrats attacking our justice system, calling it a two-tier justice system. I didn't hear any Democrats attacking judges or prosecutors or saying defund the DOJ. In fact, it was the opposite. Dozens and dozens of congressmen and congresswomen and senators, men and women across the country, have now been saying that this guy should resign. But why is it that when a Republican is indicted, attack our justice system, attack the DOJ, attack judges, attack prosecutors, defund the DOJ. If a Republican is indicted, it's got to be George Soros. But when a Democrat is uh, indicted, that's totally okay. It's the bias between these people on the right and the left, the fine difference between the left and the right. If it's a Democrat that's indicted, you won't hear Democrats attacking the DOJ. But if it's a Republican, that's all Republicans do. Attack the DOJ. Because of these 91 felony counts that uh, Donald Trump is facing, he, he must be innocent, right? He couldn't have done anything wrong. It just must be the liberal Democrats. I was talking to some fool yesterday on social media who said, all these 91 counts are bogus, he said. I said, okay. Let's go by that theory, and I'll make you a wager right now that Donald Trump will be a convicted felon within two years. Didn't answer. Didn't want to respond. So if it's bogus, then wouldn't your opinion be he's going to be let free and these 91 felony counts will be washed away? If you think the counts are bogus, then why wouldn't you make a bet like that? Because I'll be willing to bet anybody Donald Trump is going to be a convicted felon. Could be eight months, could be a year, could be two years. I don't know how long this is going to take. Donald Trump is going to be a convicted felon. And then there are people out there on the right-wing media talking about how Joe Biden is going to be convicted. Don't you have to indict somebody first? And doesn't there have to be actual evidence before you can say that somebody's going to be a convicted felon? Joe Biden's not going to be indicted on anything. The Republicans aren't going to find anything. They've been, they've been uh, doing the same thing and investigating Joe Biden for how long now and the Biden family? Hunter Biden received a $250,000 payment. Okay, so what? Jared Kushner received a $2 billion payment. Your point? Your point? It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'll tell you something else that's ridiculous that's really pissing me off. And it involves pop culture, it involves football, and it involves COVID. Um, So Travis Kelsey's a hell of a football player. I think we all could agree on that. Travis Kelsey's a beast. He's probably the best player to ever play that position in the history of football. And he just started dating Taylor Swift. I admire Taylor Swift, by the way. I'm not a big fan of her music, but I think she's a nice person. She seems to be on the right side of history. She seems to be very intelligent. Can't hold a man, but I won't fault her for that. But uh, I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift. And, and listen, it's not my business. They're both dating one another. I wish them the best of luck. Um, but anyway, Travis Kelsey put out this new commercial. Uh, he's being paid by uh, Big Pharma. He's being paid by Pfizer. And... Uh, It's an ad talking about the vaccines and talking about the flu shots. Again, a paid advertisement by Pfizer. So I want to play the commercial for you first and give you a little bit of background. And uh, this commercial is getting uh, giving him a lot of flack from people on the far right. Have a listen to this. Travis, did you know you can get this season's COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot? Two things at once. Two things at once. Two things at once. I'll have the two things at once, please. Now back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom. Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. All right. So I see nothing wrong with that commercial. Some people are saying, uh, 
he's pushing something on you. No, he's not. It's just like any other advertisement. Here's our product. Here's what we can offer you. You make your own decision. It's not being pushed on you. It's a commercial for the vaccine. I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. But of course, people on the far right that have no medical expertise at all are weighing in on it. Uh, for example, Charlie Kirk, who, by the way, barely graduated high school, has no college degrees, certainly doesn't have any degrees in the medical field. Listen to what Charlie Kirk had to say about Travis Kelsey and this commercial. I mean, I used to be a really big fan of Travis Kelsey, and here he is trying to put a manly man spin on Pfizer. But this also goes to show how desperate Pfizer is. And you're trying too hard if you have to produce a advertisement like that. And by the way, you know, I, I watched for my NFL fo football yesterday. They ran this ad nonstop, nonstop propaganda. And you are not even allowed to mention the side effects or anything that happens with the mRNA gene altering shot that they co call the COVID shot. But you know, this goes to show that basically anyone is for sale for a number big enough. Uh, no, that's not true at all. And if there's anybody that's for sale, it's Charlie Kirk. First of all, the def definition of being a manly man. And yeah, if there's anybody that wants to talk about being a manly man, I definitely want to hear from Charlie Kirk. Uh, pretty, pretty much the opposite of that with no medical experience. And let me be very clear as I start this conversation. I'm not a doctor. I don't have any medical degrees. Neither does Charlie Kirk. Uh, unlike Charlie Kirk, I do have a college degree, but it's not, I don't have any degrees in medicine. What I have told people from the start of COVID and I have told people today is, is it's very simple. Listen to your personal physician and your personal doctor who knows your medical history and make your decisions based on that. Don't make your decisions based on what Charlie Kirk says. And quite frankly, you shouldn't make your decisions based on what Travis Kelsey says. Talk to your personal physician and people that have a medical degree. But I don't see anything wrong with this commercial. They're not putting out any medical misinformation. So Charlie Kirk says it's, it's, it, he's, he's making a manly man spin. First of all, there's no spin. He's telling people, uh, you know, here's the access of getting the vaccine. I got the vaccine. What's wrong with that? I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. But here's where the lies start coming in about COVID. Or as some people would say, medical misinformation. Have a listen to this. Uh, it's a conversation that Megyn Kelly's having with Charlie Kirk. Have a listen to this. The stats show that if you are a 33-year-old NFL football player, you are not going to die from getting COVID, period. But Travis Kelsey is for sale, evidently, and uh, I wonder how much. Okay, so that's not true. What Charlie Kirk is saying is a lie. It's a blatant lie. There are young people or some young people in society, very healthy with no comorbidities that have died of COVID. I wish that wasn't the case. Now, is it more rare than somebody who say doesn't take care of themselves, somebody in their 60s or 70s that's obese, that has comorbidities? Of course. Of course, if you don't take care of yourself, you're at higher, you're, you're more susceptible of going to the hospital or maybe even dying if you have COVID. I think that's, that's pretty obvious. I think everybody would agree with that. But what Charlie Kirk is saying is that if you're young and healthy, you can't die of COVID. That's not true. That's a lie. And I'm going to give you a perfect example of that right now. And, and, and it pains me to talk about this and I bring it 
close to home here, close to the vest here in Las Vegas, a young father in his 30s with five children passed away of COVID recently, and it's horrible, and my thoughts and prayers go out to his family. It's, it's a terrible situation. This man was in his early 30s and healthy. And one of the last things he said before he died to his wife was, quote, I wish I had gotten that damn vaccine. And it's a story that's on the Daily Beast, and it's a story that made national news. Now, this young man was not a professional athlete, but his wife said, you know, he weighed about 175 pounds, six feet tall, never had any physical issues. There are situations where people who are young lose their life from COVID, and it's horrible. I was almost one of them. I was in the ICU for two weeks. And it's very, very sad, but I'm giving you this story not to say, hey, I, I told you so, or, or Dr. Shapiro, that's not why. I'm giving you that story, a real true life story that has nothing to do with politics that goes to show you that, yes, while it's more rare for somebody young that doesn't have any health issues to die of COVID, it can still happen. And it is still happening, not at the rate of people that are older and not at the rate of people that have comorbidities that are not healthy, but it does happen. That's all I'm saying. And when Charlie Kirk, who sadly has a large platform, makes the case that if you're young, it can't happen to you, he's lying. And for people out there that are saying it's just like the flu, we lost over a million people in this country to COVID. How many years would it take to make that total from the flu? Anybody who says or compares this to the flu or a common cold has no idea what they're talking about. This was a global pandemic that sadly killed a lot of innocent people. As I mentioned, over a million people died in this country of COVID. That is not comparable to the flu. And anybody who says that has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Now, Megyn Kelly is somebody that I've never been... Um, a huge fan of, right? Uh, for a lot of different reasons. And again, let me preface it by saying Megyn Kelly also doesn't have any medical degrees. She doesn't. And as Donald Trump said, she had blood coming out of her ears, blood coming out of her nose, and blood coming out of her wherever. Donald Trump's not a fan either. So here's a video clip of Megyn Kelly talking about COVID, lying to her viewers. Have a listen to this. It really disturbs me because it's it's I recognize that the vaccine has done, especially elderly people, some good. But the people there, are, it's not the elderly people who are watching Travis Kelsey, Kelsey. My mom is not watching Travis Kelsey. It's young men who are looking up to him. And that is exactly the age group, those teenagers into their young 20s who are most at risk from to uh, of myocarditis from the vaccines and least yes. at risk from COVID. And so like, if it were me, like would I, as somebody who that group listens to go out there and push that vaccine, I wouldn't. I'd be like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to find another product. I'm going to push Subway sandwiches or I'm going to, I don't know, talk about weightlifting or I'm going to talk about sneakers. Or I'm, like, But this vaccine is, it, does he not know or do you think he just doesn't care? Okay, so uh, again, she's lying. And for people out there that say that I'm lying, please tell me what I lied about on this show. We've lost over a million people to COVID in this country. Uh, there are young people with no health issues that have died of COVID. 
Um, so tell me, uh, you know, I, I, I give out the phone number here all the time for people on social media uh, that clearly don't know what they're talking about. Tell me, tell me what I've lied about. Number to call 702-221-7283. Again, that number, 702-221-7283. Now, let me give you guys some facts about myocarditis, because clearly Megan Kelly is the one that doesn't know what she's talking about. COVID-19 myocarditis uh, uh, is extremely rare. It occurs primarily in young male individuals within one week of the second dose. The estimated uh, cases, one in 50,000 across all age groups, but as high uh, a little bit higher between 16 to 19 years old. Um, uh, you know, of the 58% of Americans that do engage on a weekly basis, 73% are male, ages 50 and over. Um, what Megan Kelly is stating the case that it's not rare, that the, the, all these kids are dying of myocarditis, that is also a lie. That's a lie. Every vaccine you take has side effects. If you take Tylenol, there are, there are possible side effects. Any and every medication that you can take for the most part brings the possibility of having a side effect. But here's Megan Kelly, who continues with her misinformation. Have a listen to this. And you know what's weird? Like, YouTube is probably in the process right now of adding its little weird addendum to our discussion right now for COVID yes. information. Consult, which, fine, YouTube. You know what? I, uh, forgive me, Charlie. I'm going to go very unchristian. And this is my response to YouTube. Sorry. It's a certain male gesture for those of you listening at home. That's what I have to say to you. Go slap your dumbass label on my conversation, which is 100% more accurate than anything you're going to see over at that dumbass website that you keep pushing people to. So, okay, I get an asterisk right. and you get an asterisk for having this discussion on TV. Tell it to my rheumatologist, okay? Tell it to my rheumatologist that there's absolutely, okay, I guess there's no vaccine side effects that we have to worry about. Name me one doctor, one infectious disease expert that has ever said that there are no side effects to this vaccine. You couldn't find me one person that's ever said that. Megan Kelly is lying like she always does. And she's talking about a subject where she has absolutely no understanding of what she's talking about. You see what I'm talking about there? This is really important. When you have somebody, again, somebody else who's a right-wing buffoon with a platform, and sadly, Megyn Kelly has a platform, and she says, don't give me this BS that, you know, this vaccine has zero side effects. Not one infectious disease expert has ever said that, ever. Every vaccine has the possibility of side effects. Most medications have the possibility of side effects. You can take Tylenol, and it says on, on, on the little carton there that there are possible side effects. Megyn Kelly is lying. Because that's what these people do. They lie. And people are, Brian, you're the liar. What have I lied about? What I have said on this show from the get-go, and I will repeat what I have said over and over again, and by the way, I started by saying I'm not a doctor. If you don't want to listen to me, listen to your personal physician, which I've said from day one. Listen to somebody that has a medical degree that is your personal physician that knows your medical background. That's what I said. That's the first thing I said. That's not a lie. In fact, I would think that's a pretty logical thing to say that anybody with an IQ over 20 would agree with me. Don't listen to people in the media. If you don't want to listen to Travis Kelsey, that's fine too. You don't want to listen to Pfizer, that's fine. Listen to your 
personal physician, and then make your own decisions with an expert that knows your medical history. That's number one. Don't think there's any lies in there. I think that's a pretty logical approach. Number two, and I've been very clear on this. I've never said that the vaccine should be mandated. I've never said that you should ever be forced to get a vaccine. What I have said is that COVID is not the flu. We've lost over a million people from COVID, far more serious and far more deadly than any flu or any cold. Now, I understand it affects everybody differently. There are some people that have gotten COVID and it's it, it just a minor cold and it goes away in a couple of days. Sure. There are also people that have gotten COVID that have to go on a ventilator and sadly they've died. It affects everybody differently. I haven't said anything on this show that's a lie. I haven't spread any misinformation and I am criticizing Megyn Kelly and Charlie Kirk who are providing misinformation. She is making the claim that infectious disease experts out there have said that there are no side effects to the vaccine. That is a lie. Not one infectious disease expert across the country has ever said that. Megyn Kelly is a liar. Charlie Kirk is a liar. Charlie Kirk has made the claim on Megyn Kelly's show that I've never watched before, by the way, until now, (laughs) that young people can't die of COVID. That is also a lie. While it's more rare for somebody young to be hospitalized or die of COVID, young people have died of COVID. And when I say young people, there are people in their 20s that have died of COVID. It's very rare, but it has happened. And when Charlie Kirk says it can't, that's medical misinformation. Folks, this isn't brain surgery here. Why are we angry at Travis Kelsey? And and people on the far right want to use the term woke. Aren't you woke if you have a problem with a professional athlete getting paid by a pharmaceutical doing a commercial? Aren't you the woke one? Isn't Megyn Kelly the woke one? Isn't Charlie Kirk the woke one? Guess what? If I watch a commercial on TV, doesn't mean you have to buy the product. I'd say 99.9% of commercials that I watch on television, I don't become a client and I don't buy the product. 99.9. Now, there are, there are some examples where, you know, maybe I'll see a Nike commercial and, hey, that's a shoe that I'd like to buy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll be on the radio and I'm thinking of buying or selling a home and I'll call Blake Wynn. Yes, there are examples where I'll hear a commercial and I'll buy that. But nobody's forcing you to do that. This is no different than anything else. Megan Kelly used the term, they're forcing it on you. No, they're not. It's a commercial paid for by Pfizer. They're giving information of the vaccine. We live in a free country. You could decide to get the va- get the vaccination or not to. That doesn't mean you're being pushed. The same people that are saying Travis Kelsey's pushing the vaccinations on you are the same people that are saying drag queen reading to kids. They're indoctrinating our kids. Same type of people, ladies and gentlemen. Exact same type of people. Nothing's being pushed. And here's something else, a uh, uh, misinformation. Charlie Kirk thinks that it's only teenagers that are watching the NFL. That's also a lie. He made the statement that it's all young people that are watching football on TV. And, and you know, uh, this pharmaceutical company, they're pushing the vaccine on young people. That's also not true. Let me give you some actual real stats. 73% of people that watch the NFL are male, and they're over 50 years old. 73%. That's not an opinion. The NFL puts that stuff out. Those are the Nielsen ratings. That's not my opinion. So again, Charlie Kirk has no idea what he's talking about. He doesn't understand 
the average age of a person that watch NFL football games on TV. Now, there are young people that watch games on TV. Again, I'm not saying there aren't. But again, according to the NFL, according to the ratings, 73% of people that watch the NFL are male over the age of 50. Again, Charlie Kirk has no idea what he is talking about. I'm going to give out the phone line now. We're going to take a break. I agree with I agree with Jenna who says Charlie Kirk is a, is a total joke. I would agree with you there, Jenna. I'm going to open up the phone lines now. If you're one of those people that says I'm lying, I'm not telling the truth, I'm spreading misinformation, then I want you to call into the show right now and show some guts and tell me what did I say that was a lie? I'm giving you nothing but facts and very logical takes like talk to your physician who knows your medical history before making a decision. I'll open up the phone lines now. Number to call if you want to be a part of the show, 702-221-7283. And again, if you would like to be a part of the show, talking a little bit about Hunter Biden and the $250,000 that he received. And we are also talking about Travis Kelsey's commercial paid for by Pfizer. And everybody, it seems like on the far right, is going after Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That number to call again, 702-221-SAVE, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Taking your phone calls next, you're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHB. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? And you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. 
My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your healthcare needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. We got Grant Stern from Occupy Democrats joining us at the top of the hour. Looking forward to that. And we've been talking about uh, this new Travis Kelsey commercial paid for by Pfizer and everybody on the far right, it seems, that thinks they're medical experts going after Travis Kelsey. Isn't it also interesting that so many of these people on the far right, when they saw these black men taking a knee, they said they would never watch the NFL again. Interesting. It seems like they're watching the NFL. Uh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Anyway, welcome back to the show. It really is uh, mesmerizing to me. The, the medical misinformation that you can hear and see everywhere on social media, all over the place. And uh, I would like to think that as Americans... We all want ourselves to be healthy and to be safe and to take care of one another. You would think that. But then when you would hear certain people speak about masks, about the vaccine, right-wing conspiracy theories, I, I actually question it. I really do. I, I, I question it. So a lot of people on the far right have been, for years now, talking about Joe Biden. And, and again, they think they're all doctors. They talk about his mental competency and that he has Alzheimer's and they'll talk about, you know, stuttering Joe Biden and they'll make fun of his stutter. Listen, the man is in his early eighties. He's not a spring chicken anymore. Neither is Donald Trump. But when you hear all these people talk about Joe Biden and you hear about, you know, whether he stumbles or falls or, you know, if he, if he misspeaks people on the far right, that's all they'll talk about. He's not mentally competent. People like Sean Hannity will talk about his competency. And again, Sean Hannity has no medical degrees, just like 99% of people out there that'll go after Joe Biden. But what about Donald Trump? 
And some people might say, well, wait a second, Brian, that's whataboutism. He's a former president. He's the front runner of the Republican Party. And many of the people that support Donald Trump are the ones that go after Joe Biden and say he's not competent enough to be president. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, it's an issue of something called credibility. I want to play you a little bit of just what Donald Trump, and by the way, Donald Trump in the last week has said that he wanted General uh, uh, Milley to be executed. Is that somebody that you think is mentally competent enough to be the president of the United States? But this was just a few days after warning that Biden will lead us into World War II. I want to play you this audio. Uh, He's claiming that he beat Obama in the 2016 election. And now he's saying that Jeb Bush invaded Iraq and Afghanistan. Folks, you cannot make this stuff up. You want to talk about cognitively impaired? Have a listen to this bumbling fool uh, just the other day talking about Jeb Bush. Have a listen to this. Well, the season starts. We start in Iowa. We go to New Hampshire. We come down here. You know, the beauty was when I came here, everyone thought Bush was going to win. And then they took a poll and they found out Trump was up by about 50 points. Everyone said, what's going on right here? They thought Bush, because Bush supposedly was a military person. Great. You know what? He was a military. He got us into the... Uh, He got us into the Middle East. How did that work out, right? But they all thought that uh, Bush might win. Jeb. Remember Jeb? He used used the word Jeb. He didn't use the word Bush. I said, you mean he's ashamed of the last name? And then they immediately started using the name Bush. Never forget it. But we came for the... Uh, uh, Interesting. Uh, Jeb Bush got us into the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War. Funny, I thought there was somebody by the name of George W. Bush. But let's not talk about Donald Trump's cognitive cognitively impaired right let's talk about joe biden um and then there's trump in south carolina claiming that biden is trying to bludgeon the boating and uh industry with a speed limit of less than 11 miles an hour folks again you can't make this stuff up listening to this bumbling fool again but you won't hear any Republicans talking about his cognitive difficulties. Have a listen to this. Extreme regulatory attacks. The Biden administration is right now trying to bludgeon the boating and maritime industry. We were just discussing it with a lot of boat companies back there that create a lot of jobs and having a hard time. With a boat speed limit of less than 11 miles an hour, about 10 miles an hour. In other words, like a slow golf cart. It's like, a, a think of it, along the entire eastern part of our country. This is supposedly in the name of preventing whale strikes. But you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than hitting a whale with your boat. There has only been, listen to this, one such whale killed off the coast of South Carolina in the last 50 years. But on the other hand, their windmills are causing whales to die in numbers never seen before. Nobody does anything about that. They're... Washing up and show. I saw it this weekend. Three of them came up. They wouldn't, you wouldn't see it once a year. Now they're coming up on a weekly basis. The windmills are driving them crazy. They're driving, <laughs> they're driving the whales, I think a little batty. No, I think. And they're washing up on shore at levels never seen before. And they want to stop your boats one in 50 years. Can you imagine that? Okay. Uh, with all due respect, Mr. Former President, I think the person that is batty is you. Uh, somehow he says Joe Biden is bludgeoning the boating industry with the speed limit of less than 11 miles an hour. And then he starts talking about whales in this incoherent uh, speech that he made the other day. He says the real whale killers are windmills. Um, he says they're driving the whales a little batty. 
starts talking about windmills and he starts talking about whales. I think the only whale that we could talk about was the man who made that speech himself. Uh, but what is he talking about? What is the former president of the United States talking about? Now, you won't hear any fe- people on the far right talk about Donald Trump's cognitively impaired speeches and the mistakes that he made and, and, and the facts that, that he has probably a civics history of a first grader. All due respect to first graders, they probably have a better understanding of physics than Donald Trump. He doesn't even know when World War II happened. He doesn't even know who the president of the United States was when we invaded Afghanistan and Iraq. He said it was Jeb Bush, who, by the way, was never the president of the United States. That was his brother. Now, you could make the argument in defense of Donald Trump. You could make the argument that he misspoke. You could make the argument that he got a little confused there. You know, the guy's in his 70s. He got a little confused. Okay, you could make that defense and you could make that argument. You'll never hear Republicans say that when it comes to Joe Biden. He's cognitively. Do we forget that they're only four or five years apart? Do we forget that? But you'll never hear a Republican say, oh, you know what, Joe Biden, he's in his early 80s. He misspoke. Example. And and this statement Joe Biden should not have made. But the week of uh, anniversary of 9-11, he said he was at the 9-11 site the following day. He was there, but it was five days later. It wasn't the next day. Did he intentionally lie when he said he was there the next day? I would say probably not. He misspoke. He got a little confused. The man is in his early 80s. He got his days wrong. This was many, many years ago. He was there. Now, if he wasn't there at all, then I would say, okay, that's a blatant lie. Joe Biden was at the site of of 9-11 five days after. That's documented. It wasn't the next day. Is it a big deal? No, I don't think so. Just like I would say when Donald Trump claims that Jeb Bush invaded Iraq and Afghanistan, not a huge deal either. He probably misspoke. I'm sure he knows that Jeb Bush wasn't a president and he made a mistake. And what he meant to say was George W. Bush. You see how I'm trying to be fair on both accounts, but you won't hear Republicans do that. You won't hear Republicans do that. They're going to talk about Joe Biden's cognitive decline. He's unfit to be president. Let me be the first one to tell you, as I have said this on the show for the last couple of years now, I don't want Joe Biden to run again in 2024. Yes, I think Joe Biden's too old. Yes, I think we need somebody younger in office. Yes, most Americans are on my side. They don't want to see Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. But I'm sick and tired of people who call them, who think they're doctors, who want to talk about Joe Biden's cognitive decline. Sean Hannity brings that up every single day. He has no medical degrees. We all know that Sean Hannity lies on his radio show and Fox News every single day. We all know that Sean Hannity was the guy who said Donald Trump under oath was full of crap and he didn't believe him when he said the 2020 election was stolen. But yet on Fox News, he says the election was stolen. We know that many of these people are two-faced. I guarantee you that people like Leo Terrell, Candace Owens, Tommy Lauren, Larry Elder, Megyn Kelly, Charlie Kirk, they don't believe a lot of the stuff that they say. But the reason why they say it is so they can get clicks, so they can continue to sell books and make money. This is about money. It's the same reason why Donald Trump said the 2020 election was stolen. He got hundreds of millions of dollars in campaign contributions, many of that kept by himself. He used 
out of over $300 million in campaign contributions, he used only $5 million of that to fight this alleged voter fraud. So why did Donald Trump do that? Why do they lie? Money. This is about money. When Tucker Carlson used to do a show on Fox News and he'd go on the air every day spreading uh, right-wing propaganda, he was the same guy away from the cameras that said he couldn't stand Donald Trump. But why did he spew this right-wing propaganda? Why do they continue to spew their right-wing propaganda? So they can make money. Because some people put ratings and money ahead of, ahead of telling the truth. And that's what's really sad about politics today. That's the real sad part. And I'm sorry if some of you don't want to know the facts, but I know that there are people that watch. I know personally, I know people that watch Newsmax all day and they have been radicalized. Now, I would also say to those people, you're not very smart, that you would be radicalized by a network instead of finding the real truth. But it's happening in this country day in and day out. Why? Money. Money. Now, when you hear Donald Trump speak, one could make the case that he's in cognitive decline, that he is cognitively impaired. And did you watch him the other day in this gun store? saying he wanted to purchase a gun. And then some of his people on social media said he bought the gun. And then when we learned that it would be against the law for Donald Trump to buy a gun, they deleted it. They were, no, 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 he didn't buy the gun. Now, this is just Donald Trump appeasing his base, going into a gun store. That's all he's doing. But some of the people around him are so dumb that they don't didn't even realize at the time that it's illegal for the former president of the United States to purchase a gun at this time. Why is it illegal? Because he's facing 91 felonies. That's why. I mean, this is this is really some crazy stuff. But yeah, let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Let's talk about Hunter Biden. Here is Donald Trump in this gun store. It, it's laughable, but I'm going to play a little bit for you because it's like a Saturday Night Live skit. This is Donald Trump walking, prancing into this gun store, gloating about guns. Have a listen to this. When you ask which was the highest quality gun, sir, it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Glock. Uh, Glock actually did that. And uh, these these are actually great sellers for us. We sell with the picture? We do. It comes exactly like this from Glock. Wow. And they sell well. They like me. Sir, if you want one, this one. No, I want to buy one. I want to buy one. What a bunch of losers there. Yeah, yeah. Buy a, buy, a picture, buy a gun and you get a picture of Donald Trump. Sign me up for that. I can't wait. I'd like to buy one. No, Mr. President, you can't buy one because it's against the law. Sir, you're facing 91 felony counts. You can't buy the gun. I'd like to buy one. No, sir, you can't do it because you're facing 91 felony counts. And again, some of his people went on social media. Some of his handlers said he bought the gun. And then when the news broke that he bought a gun, wait a second, that's illegal. Then they denied it and then they deleted their tweets. And then they said, no, he did not purchase a gun. Pretty funny stuff, pretty hilarious and pretty pathetic at the same time. Don't you find that interesting that the front runner of the Republican Party, and I understand we have a debate tonight. It's actually the reason why I'm not going to the Vegas Golden Knights game tonight, because I want to talk about the debate tomorrow. Isn't it interesting that the overwhelming front runner and the face of the Republican Party is Donald Trump. Doesn't have any answers about all the gun violence. I mean, they'll talk about the violence in Chicago, but they'll never blame guns and they'll never talk about gun control. 
Isn't it interesting that we have some of the highest gun violence in this country that we've had in the history of the United States of America? And while this is going on, Donald Trump is gloating about guns and he walks into a gun store. Not because Donald Trump loves his guns. I'd, I'd be willing to bet Donald Trump's never fired a weapon in his life. But the only reason why Donald Trump went into that gun store is so he can pander to the base of Republicans who are infatuated with their guns, who are obsessed with their guns, who make love to their guns, I would imagine. And these are the same people that want to complain, some of them at least, they want to complain about all the violence in this country. They don't want to call it gun violence, though. I find that interesting. But the only gun they care about is a, an unloaded gun that Hunter Biden illegally possessed for 11 days that, you know, that was unloaded. And a crime was never committed with that gun. That's the only gun that Republicans want to talk about. They don't want to talk about these guns that massacre our kids. They don't want to talk about these weapons of war. They don't want to talk about all the illegal guns that are on the streets and these guns that were some of these guns that were designed for one purpose and one purpose only to kill as many people as possible in a short period of time. They don't want to talk about those guns. The only gun that Republicans want to talk about today, most Republicans, is Hunter Biden's gun that he had that was unloaded for 11 days and possessed illegally. That's the only gun that these Republicans want to talk about. Why is that? Could it have something to do with the NRA? Could it have something to do with these Republicans that want their A-plus rating from the NRA? It's funny. I don't hear Democrats talking about the NRA and, and how they're so proud that they got an A rating from the NRA. No, because they don't care. Because they're on the right side of history and they're trying to do something. Now, I perfectly understand if some of you don't agree with some of the policies that Democrats want to put forth when it comes to guns. No problem. Let's have that conversation. But at least Democrats are trying to come up with solutions. If you ask Ted Cruz what his solutions are, it's let's lock our doors and let's arm our kindergarten teachers. Those aren't solutions. That's what I call buffoonery, right-wing buffoonery. You see, I would hope like most Americans, we could agree on at least some fundamental issues without going back and forth. We should all agree that there's way too much gun violence in this country. Way too many innocent people are dying from guns. I would hope that we all could at least agree on that fundamental issue. And now let's take it from there. Hopefully, as Americans, we agree there's too much gun violence. Hopefully, we all could agree we need to do something about it. Now, I know that there is, are some Republicans out there that put their arms in there and say, hey, bad person's always going to get their hands on a gun. Doesn't matter what the laws are. I'm not talking about those fools because that's what they are. They're fools. Let's all fundamentally agree, whether we are Republican or Democrat, whether we are MAGA or Joe Biden supporter. Let's all fundamentally agree that there's way too much gun violence in this country. And then let's take the conversation from there. I'm not interested in getting into a conversation into the weeds about what, a, what an assault weapon is. What I want to know is if you're just as passionate about your guns are you just as passionate about ending gun violence in this country? And hopefully, if you are, hopefully the answer is yes, then tell me what your solutions are. I talk about this all the time on this show. I have a list of things that I would do if I could. Number one, I believe that there should be mandatory training for any weapon that you buy. I don't care if it's a BB gun. If you purchase a weapon whether it be one gun or a hundred guns, whether it be an AR-15, thousands of rounds of ammunition, or one round of ammunition. There should be some mandatory training. You need to learn how to 
hold that weapon and how to fire that weapon and do it in a safe fashion and you need to learn how to store your weapon. Why do I say store the weapon? Well, remember the Sandy Hook shooting in Connecticut? Mother, sadly, is now dead, but she taught her mentally ill son how to fire a weapon. Her son couldn't even converse with other people. He was so mentally ill. She not only taught him how to use the weapon, but gave him access to weapons in the house. Cost her life and so many innocent young people in that school. Terrible story. So yes, number one, I believe there should be some sort of mandatory training. Now I understand driving a car is a privilege and owning a gun is a right. I understand that. But why is it that when you drive a car or you attempt to drive a car, you have to get your license, they check your health to make sure that you have good eyesight and you don't have any crazy medical issues like, you know, you know, they'll, they'll ask you if, if you have any crazy medical issues where it could affect your driving ability and they'll check into that. Why is it that you have to have an instructor next to you and they have to go, which is nerve wracking for a lot of people. I understand to get your driver's license. You have to have an instructor watch you drive. You have to learn how to drive a car. You have to take a test, a written test. You have to do all those things to get your driver's license. And then in some states, you have to do the smog checks and you have to re-register your car. Why is it you have to go through all these steps? By the way, I don't have a problem with it. I want people on the road to drive safely. Why is it you have to go through all those steps to drive a car and to get your driver's license, but none of those steps virtually to purchase a gun? So that's number two. Number three, I think the age should be 18 to 21. And if the argument is, well, wait a second, Brian, you could serve in this country when you're 18 years old. What would you say to them? I would say to them, they're trained how to use those weapons. Right now, an 18-year-old could walk into a gun store and buy a gun legally. doesn't have to be trained how to use that gun. That's the difference. I do think it should be 18 to 21. Red flag laws. Some of the red flag laws in this country are good. Some are not so good. I'm not saying... That if somebody that doesn't like you should be allowed to call the police and say, he threatened my life, take his guns away, and then they take all your guns away. I'm not saying that. It should be a case-by-case basis. But in some states, a spouse can threaten their loved one and say, I'm going to kill you tonight. I'm going to go get a gun. In some states, that person could be arrested, and then the next day they're allowed to purchase a gun. I'm sorry, but I have a problem with that. It has to be a case-by-case basis. The Parkland shooter Police were called to his residence over 70 times. Should have never been legally allowed to purchase a gun or have a gun. That's the fourth thing that I would do. I personally believe if you sell a gun illegally, it should be a mandatory prison sentence. Six months, a year, whatever, three months even. Give me that. If you sell a gun to somebody illegally without a background check or anything and you do it illegally, mandatory prison sentence. Now, out of those five things that I just mentioned, and I think those are very good solutions that would lower gun violence, I'm not saying all the gun violence in this country would be gone. That's not what I'm saying. There's nothing we can do as a nation that would get rid of all the violence in this country, gun violence. Out of those five things that I just mentioned, give me two. Give me two of those five things, and I guarantee you it will save lives. Why is it not going to happen? Not because of Democrats. They've been talking about these issues for years, for decades. It's because the Republicans will never pass it. Why? Because it'll make it a little bit more difficult for criminals to get their hands on guns. It'll make it a little bit more difficult for 
average everyday citizens to get their hands on guns. An extra step. You have the right to own a gun. You don't have the right, in my personal opinion, to own weapons of war. See, back when they talked about your rights, and I know Republicans want to talk about the Constitution a lot, right? We had something called muskets. Technology changes. Weapons of war. Many of the weapons that are used in these mass shootings, you should not have the right to own that weapon. And if you want to know what a weapon of war is, the weapons that were used in the October 1 shooting, the weapons that were used at Sandy Hook, the weapons that were used at Uvalde, the weapon that was used, the weapons that were used at Columbine, those are the weapons that I'm talking about. The types of weapons that were built not for self-defense, but were built to kill as many people as possible in a short period of time. Those are the guns that I'm talking about. And if you think I'm wrong and you don't agree with me, then tell me what your solutions are before you start complaining and bitching. Tell me what your solutions are. If you don't agree with my solutions and you think I'm wrong, what do you think we should do as a nation? What should be changed to lower the gun violence in this country? Because what we're doing and what you think we should continue to do, it ain't working. Give me solutions or shut up because I've had it. The bitching and moaning about the Biden administration, the bitching and moaning about guns, the bitching and moaning about this policy, about the border. I don't want to hear you bitch and moan unless you could give me solutions. Otherwise, shut up. I don't like Obamacare. Really? What's your replacement plan? Oh, well, we'll get that to you. Never saw a replacement plan, did we? It's a joke. Don't complain to me about the issues that you have when it comes to inflation or the border. If you don't have any solutions, give me the policies, but you don't. Republicans don't have, listen, there's going to be a government shutdown. Shows you what uh, the Republican Party and the disarray that we're in. We'll talk about that coming up next with Grant Stern from Occupy Democrats. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. 
Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your healthcare needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries, you name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits. Talk a little Raiders football next segment. Oh, boy. Raiders are in disarray. Here's Josh McDaniels on the hot seat. Well, at least they didn't lose 70 to 20 over the weekend. <laughs> you know, I'm not Coach Payton, but uh, we'll talk about that next segment. We got Blake Wynn coming on the show tomorrow. And we have a lady from a child advocacy group who's against... Uh, drag queens reading books to kids, uh, gonna be joining us in studio Friday. Boy, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I love having this guy on the show. Uh, it's nice to get a breath of fresh air sometimes when it comes to all the issues facing this country and the hypocrisy, really, from the right. And, uh, a guy who does a great job of it. I love Occupy Democrats and, uh, Grant Stern joining us right now live on the show. Grant, good to see you, my friend. Thanks for joining us again. I uh, appreciate it. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, Grant, this is a big political day, right? I mean, there's so many things I want to get to with you, but of course we have the second Republican presidential debate. Uh, what do you expect tonight? What do you want to hear? What do you think you will hear tonight? What do I expect tonight? I expect to hear a lot of blustering, uh, a lot of lies, and then a couple of folks who want to, you know, keep America from unraveling. But what I don't expect to hear from is anybody that Republican primary voters are going to choose as the nominee. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be kind of an odd night. Uh, Donald Trump is not attending, is he, right? He's not, not. as far as I know. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the battle for second place. You're going to see some people running for vice president. You're going to see some people running to try and talk some sense to the, the, the Republican Party. And, uh... You know, we, we saw that dynamic play out in the, the first debate. And the question is really going to be like, who is everybody attacking? Mm-hmm. And I'm expecting that everybody's going to roll in and go really large on Nikki Haley. Hmm. That's interesting. And yeah. I, 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 I didn't really think about that, but I think you're right. 
I actually thought Nikki Haley had the best debate. I'm an independent, but I thought she did a pretty good job in the first debate. Uh, and I started listening to her because she said some things I disagree with, but I think she was very fair when it came to the abortion issue, even though I disagree with her on, on, on that. But, uh, I, I tend to agree with you. You know, they seem to go after Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, in the first debate. And, and, and you might That's be right. right. They might go after Nikki Haley. And that'll be interesting to see how she handles that. Uh, big news. Uh, well, I shouldn't call it big news. I think the Republicans are calling it big news. Uh, this story about Hunter Biden receiving $250,000 in a bank account and then using his father's home. Uh, at the time, uh, on paperwork, uh, tell me if you think I'm wrong here. Hunter Biden lived at that residence, so that's not against the law what he did. That doesn't mean that Joe Biden had anything to do with it. This is not Joe Biden's bank account. My understanding is it's Hunter Biden's bank account. And still, while getting this information out there by the Republicans trying to correlate to Joe Biden, not only does it still show that Joe Biden, no evidence that he that he broke the law, but that he did anything wrong. There's still no evidence that this is directly involved with Joe Biden. Am I wrong in saying that? You know, this is like uh, a kid is uh, downstairs at his parents' house and he's selling weed. Do you charge the parents? <laughs> Generally speaking, not, especially when that kid is in his 40s and he's a lawyer. I mean, they're getting desperate. And this is big news. Um my dude, I've seen much bigger news in much smaller places than that. Yeah. This is just scraping the bottom of the barrel and calling the flakes gold. I, I don't see what these guys are really getting at at this point. Well, I think I, mean, we, I think we can see between the lines what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to look at the shiny object in the room and let's look at that. Let's not look at the 91 felony counts that Donald Trump is facing. Let's not look at the fact that it was literally Donald Trump. That incited violence and said that uh, Miley should be executed. He just said that a week uh, you know, a week ago. Uh, that's what I think it is, Grant. Do you agree? I mean, I just well, think of course you know, it is. Yeah. I mean, they're they're literally just cosplaying what happened from 2019 uh, into 2020, and that's really really sad. Okay, I was there in 2019. I was in contact with people who were pursuing impeachment. Um, as part of the Democratic coalition, the Democratic coalition was counting the votes mm -hmm. uh, of Democrats. Because there was a lot of concern with the moderate Democrats who had won in Trump districts, and there were over 30 of them that year. Could they sustain a House majority after impeaching Donald Trump, knowing that a lot of these uh, electeds were in districts that were had voted for Trump? Yeah. yeah. And the answer is they did, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the other answer is that, uh, you know, these guys couldn't even have a vote and actually get enough members of their caucus to, to move forward with impeachment. Yeah. So the reality is, is that they've got nothing and they have no votes. They can't even vote to keep the government open, even when Mitch McConnell is saying, hey, let's keep this government open because otherwise we're going to be taking money away from small businesses, from funding the border. Right. A and from disaster victims. It's just yeah. they're, they're so busted. I mean, when are they going to finally decide that the American people want results? And not some really, really sad political theater. Speaking of speaking of sad political theater, I'm sure you saw the story of Mitt Romney when uh, Donald Trump was facing, uh, you know, two impeachments that Mitt Romney said that there were actual uh, sitting congressmen and congresswomen that were afraid to vote to impeach Donald Trump because they were in fear of threats to them, death threats to them and their families. And even though they wanted to impeach Donald Trump. They didn't do it because they were in fear of, uh, of their safety, of their family. Did you see that story? And what did you make of that? That's really sad. Man, I saw that story and it's a story I've heard a lot. And 
There's a couple of components to it. First of all, the fact that these guys are afraid for their physical uh, existences because of their own supporters. That that alone says that they know that their party is engaged in political terrorism, right? I mean, mm-hmm. let's be real here. They're the ones saying that they're afraid of Repu- Republicans becoming violent with all of their Second Amendment rights and their guns. And yeah. that is messed up. Mm-hmm. Right. But what's more messed up is the fact that these guys took an oath to serve the Constitution and are such utter cowards. You know, every single man that signed the Declaration of Independence to a person. And I mean, I'm sure there would have been some women had they been given the opportunity. They did sign it. But the people who signed it, they knew that it was like signing their own death warrant. Yeah. It was like Ron DeSantis signing that six-week abortion ban. Mm-hmm. It's all over after that, okay? You you signed this. Everybody knows who you are now, Yeah. right? And these Republicans absolutely betray the spirit of the founders of America when they do that. I, I had the, the good fortune to go visit uh, Philadelphia uh, for the first time a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I went to, you know, Independence Hall. And of course, to the the original Capitol building. And when you sit there and you think about this, I mean, these guys were defying the King of England, mm-hmm. who was the greatest power on earth at the time, right? Yep. With a huge army, people with guns, muskets, you know, those pointy things, the bayonets. They knew that they were signing their death warrant. And these guys are such cowards. They're just afraid to take a vote on what's right yeah I mean, no, you're, you're right i agree with you 100 they, they should yeah. all resign honestly to a man they should all resign and find a safer career mm-hmm. you know maybe they could sweep streets <laughs> or you know be in charge of giving bubble baths or something i, but could, I could picture gates for them. i could picture matt gates doing that i think he'd be very good at bubble baths but uh, you know i, I, I <laughs> think he wouldn't be allowed to do that honestly he, he wouldn't be allowed to be within a thousand feet of a bubble bath you're probably right venmo would probably be involved in those transactions as well uh, if you're just joining us grant stern <laughs> with occupied democrats so grant i i've made the case all the time on uh, on this show uh, about fundamental differences today between democrats and republicans And uh, here's one I want to share with you, and you can tell me whether you agree or not. You know, uh, this guy Menendez, I think we all could agree. You've made some tweets about it, and and you've been outspoken about it, and I appreciate that, being a Democrat. We can all agree that Menendez, he's a dirty guy. He probably needs to be charged. Well, he already was charged, uh, indicted, and he he probably needs to go to jail. But here's, to me, the fundamental difference between Democrats and Republicans today. When a Democrat is indicted, You don't hear Democrats attacking the DOJ, defund the DOJ, attacking judges, attacking prosecutors. In fact, it's the opposite. I think there's like 30 sitting senators that are Democrats now. Fetterman was one of the first to come out and say, this guy needs to resign. He was the first, yeah. He said, this guy needs to resign. But when a Republican is indicted, they do the the, attack the judges. Uh, It's George Soros, attack the DOJ, defund the DOJ. To me, that's the fundamental difference today because I haven't heard one uh, Republican in office that, that that has said what Democrats have said about Menendez. Uh, to me, it's the fundamental difference today between Democrats and Republicans. Well, not only that, but George Santos actually called for Menendez not to resign. Right. Talk about an appropriate call right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you, you've got these Republicans who just they've committed to the fraud. They have committed to the fraud. 
And here they are with a Democrat who has been indicted and it looks bad. It looks really, really bad. I don't think it can look a lot worse than this, you know? And I, I haven't heard a lot of Republicans calling for him to be indicted. I mean, for, for him to resign, but uh, Democrats are, that's the democratic party. And you know, the democratic party did not call for Menendez to resign from the first indictment mm-hmm. because it, they looked at it. They reviewed it like anybody else. They've got eyes. And I guess they believed that it just didn't seem to add up. But the second indictment, I mean, I just don't see how you survive as a public official doing this, you know, being so close to a foreign government. That's really the most disturbing thing. That's why everybody's calling yeah. for him to resign because yeah. holy cow, you know, whether, whether you did it by accident or not, it just it boggles the mind that he could have done all of those things and thought that some of it was okay. Yeah. The reality is, is that his bag man, AKA his wife mm. documented the hell out of everything. And that's why he's going to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he deserves it. And I think we both can agree on that. Grant, help me out here. I know you make these appearances on Newsmax and you have to deal with these MAGA Republicans probably even more than I do. And you do a good job of that. But, you know, I use the friend loosely, but a a friend of mine the other day, he shoots me a text message and all the things that are going on in the world. He says to me, did you see Joe Biden? He stumbled and he fell or he almost fell. Did did you see that? Look at this. He's, He's got he's in cognitive decline. And I said to him, I said, all the things happening with your guy. 91 felony counts. He's a liable rapist. Okay. That's been proven already. And all the, the Sharpie know, incident. Right. And you want to talk about, he, he wants, he wants Millie to be executed. All these things are happening now. And this is what you choose to focus on. How do you deal with these people? How do you respond, Grant, to somebody like that? You know, the, the way I respond to someone like that is to just, you know, ask them how this impacts the issues. And would you rather have someone who's, you know, impacting the things that they care about? The typical person that might say to me something like that, the first thing I usually ask them is uh, in Miami, because this is Miami, I ask Mm -hmm. them, uh, are you on Obamacare? And most of the time they'll say yes. And I'll go, so do you really think we should repeal Obamacare because Joe Biden tripped on the stairs? And they'll go, Hmm, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I kind of like my Obamacare, right? And I'm like, well, that's what these guys are trying to do. And, and you try to personalize it and just talk to them about something mm. that matters to that person instead of trying to play the game. Because the fact of the matter is Donald Trump, uh, let's just say he looked a lot worse as president, you know, but he made it through. He survived. Um, I think that that the odds were against him and and he didn't make it. He, yeah, he made it. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, you know, he, he's older. He doesn't exercise at all. The guy loves to eat fast food. Uh, Joe Biden's in really good shape. He rides bikes. He's lean. I mean, what do you want? You know, people fall down, people trip, people wear sneakers. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I was wearing sneakers yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make me too old to be the president? I, yeah. I'm 46. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, I put it this way, right? I remember when Joe Biden, uh, the week of 9-11, a few weeks back, he said that he was at the 9-11 site the following day. Obviously, he wasn't. We learned it was like four or five days later that he was at the site. Right. And I say to myself the same thing I say when Donald Trump said the other day that Je- because of Jeb Bush, we invaded Afghanistan and Iraq. These are two men 
that are in their late 70s and early 80s, right? They misspoke. I'll give Trump the same benefit of the doubt that he probably knows that Jeb Bush wasn't the president of the United States, just like Joe Biden <laughs> probably knows that right. he wasn't there at 9-11 the next day. He misspoke, but it was five days later. But Republicans can't do that. They make a big deal out of something that Joe Biden said. <sighs> Clearly, he misspoke when Donald Trump is doing it every day, every day. But but, but they don't want to talk about day. his cognitive decline. You know, that, but that's the whole point. They just want to create a false equivalence. And, and that's what I really try to drive home uh, whenever I'm in these kind of debates to not give credit to false assertions, uh, red herrings, false equivalences, what about isms. You know, the, the list of rhetorical deceit is long. And if you name it, instead of attacking the person or attacking the issue, you simply name this is false false narrative, false equivalence, you can actually have a more serious conversation. Right. And, and that's because I just, I, you know, I, I got debate training um, when I was young, just by accident. Don't ask me why it's a long story, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's much better to just call with something, you know, don't try to engage with the material, just call the balls and strikes yeah. and people will respect you when you say that that's a false narrative. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. They'll respect you, even if they disagree with you, but it opens up the door for you instead of repeating the lies endlessly and trying to, you know, go down their slippery slope of, well, you know, this guy tripped and this guy misspoke and this guy, Jeb Bush, and this guy, you know, said he was at 9-11 a couple of days faster. And this guy talked about the Revolutionary War airports. Uh, and this guy talked about Kofefe. And, well, that's the same guy. But, I mean, still. I, I forgot about You that. know, the Kofefe is yeah. real, right? I mean, he, that was, he, he was like, look, I brought you Kofefe. Everybody enjoyed that, right? Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, you, you can't get into these debates on those terms. You have to look at the terms of the debate and, and try to shift it onto some factual grounds. And then all of a sudden you can have a conversation. Yeah. And, and if you don't have that opportunity, then the next thing you do is start asking questions. And I, you know, I'm looking and ask them, yeah. you know, if a Republican did this without saying mm -hmm. who did what, um, you know, what would happen? I'll never forget. Uh, uh, it was a while ago, maybe six, seven, eight years ago or something. I was, uh, I was with some younger folk, and, uh, and one of them, you know, was like talking big trash about Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And I said, what would you say about a Republican president who, uh, in instituted wage and price controls? I'm sorry. I said, what would you say about a president who instituted wage and price controls? Uh, you know, and a couple other things that Nixon did. And he said, I'd say that guy's a communist. I said, that was Richard Nixon. And they go, oh. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, exactly. Uh, it, 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 you it know, both ways. Yep. Like you have to, you have to realize like these people are being disinformed by a disinformation system. And if you just pull the threads gently, the whole sweater starts coming undone. And Grant, I, I did a whole first segment today talking about disinformation, you know, the, the, how Travis Kelsey's being attacked for this ad he put out paid for by Pfizer talking about getting the vaccines. Right. And, you know, Megyn Kelly did a segment. I, I try not to listen to her as much as possible, but she did a segment with Charlie Kirk. And blatant misinformation, medical misinformation that they were sharing. If you listen to Charlie Kirk, he'll make it sound like nobody under the age of 30 has ever died of COVID. And if you listen to Megyn Kelly, <laughs> she said on the show that there are people out there that are saying there are no side effects to this vaccine, which is also a lie. No medical expert would ever say that. 
But yet they're allowed to put forth this medical misinformation on the air and attack Travis Kelsey for taking a sponsor from a pharmaceutical, which, by the way, I have no problem with. What do you make of this? So, you know, I guess they hate capitalism because Travis Kelsey is getting paid to be a spokesperson. Mm-hmm. That That's my first take. <clears throat> and my second take is, you know, Republicans have divorced themselves from reality, divorced themselves from science, divorced themselves from facts. And this is just part of kicking that ball down the, the road. You know, they just have to keep it rolling. And, and so it just has to be outraged all the time by the people that are the thought leaders for their party. They understand that their audience wants to feel the feels, right? And those feels come from not the facts. The facts are too boring. The lies give them the feels, right? The, the inciting feels. And so they're just always looking for the next outrage. And that's, it's messed up. I mean, it's like you do that and you're talking about, you know, eventually you just hurt people. I mean, I, I cited yeah. all the time. There's a, a study about 15 years ago that Fox viewers knew less about the news than people that did not watch the news. And here you have Megan Kelly, the former Fox uh, heir apparent. Mm hmm playing the the fox playbook you know when she went to nbc people were all like oh my gosh she's gonna actually try and you know go factual (laughs) and um it was a terrible fit obviously i mean she was trying to defend blackface and all these other crazy things that you know nobody in polite society really would agree with but that's what it takes you have to divorce people from reality in order to lead them off to another path when yeah. the reality that exists mm-hmm. is just not good enough. And that's sad. You know, on the, on the left, we're not sitting there invoking outrage right. for false reasons. And now people make mistakes. Nobody is perfect, right? Um, a great example during the January 6th hearing, uh, you know, they showed a slide from uh, uh, an influencer. Radio shopping show. Sorry about that. Go Whoa. ahead, Grant. <laughs> Sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, I, sorry. I thought the UFOs landed. No, nope, no, nope, no UFOs uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they showed a picture of a Twitter influencer uh, po- uh, tweeting, and and they had somebody had grafted a blue check mm-hmm. into her her account, and mm-hmm. were very pissed off. And I I've actually been in touch with those folks. They cooperated mm-hmm. with the committee. Um, they did the right thing. And so yeah, you know, even even the guys that are really out there like trying to do the right thing. They make mistakes, right? Sure. But this is not making mistakes. This is knowing right from wrong. These people are vaccinated. Okay. Yep. Do you think Charlie Kirk is not vaccinated? Do you think Megan Kelly of course who lives in New York is not vaccinated? Yep. Come on. Of course they are. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, I guess, uh, photo ops, I wanted to talk a little bit about Donald Trump's visit to that gun store. I'm sure you saw the video and the audio. So what do you make it? <laughs> yeah, I laughed at it, too. How pathetic. You know, we played a little bit of the audio where he's saying, boy, I'd like to buy one of those guns. And then I guess some of his handlers had put on social media that he bought a gun. And then right. when it was learned that it's actually against the law for somebody facing 91 felony counts to purchase a weapon, then, then they deleted it and they said, nope, he didn't buy the gun. I mean, obviously, he's just trying to appease his base. I would imagine Trump has probably never fired a gun in his life. Uh, we know Donald Trump Jr. has because uh, he <laughs> likes to shoot innocent animals and then take pictures of them. Uh, Certainly does. Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, yeah, as I like to call him, Biff. 
Or, I, you know, I call Trump's kids Uday and Kuse. That's what I call them. But anyway, that's another story. Oh, yes. That's another story for another no, show. No, Trump is Biff. You're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. But I mean, what do you make of this? He goes into this gun shop for the photo op. I'd like to purchase one of those guns. Somebody should have said, no, Mr. Former President, you actually can't because you're facing 91 felony counts. At least that's what I would have said. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I'm wondering if the picture alone is enough to to, to violate his bail terms because there he is holding a firearm. I don't know if he's allowed to do that either. This is just more evidence of the complete and utter lack of professionalism in the Trump team. But what do you expect from somebody whose businesses all just got the death penalty for being a continuing fraud? Come on. These, this guy is just out there to say what people want to hear. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to tie it into some investigative reporting I'm doing because I, I think the last time we talked, I talked about a a report I put out mm -hmm. that tied Sidney Powell to the chair of the Pennsylvania fake electors, yes. right? Yes. And a multi-state election intrusion scheme. Well, I was up in Pennsylvania yesterday and I'm getting ready to release a big follow-up report. Hmm. I went all the way to McConnellsburg, Pennsylvania to interview some of the county commissioners who assisted and facilitated the election's breach in Fulton County, Pennsylvania, which was the first breach and it's pretty much like the big bang of election intrusions. Uh, and so, you know, I went up there and I spoke with these guys and you're going to see the video of it too. Uh, they, they either denied, uh, sometimes they just lied to me outright, uh, you know, from the dais there. But uh, there's a fellow up there in Pennsylvania named Bill Bockenberg. Mm -hmm. And he was the chair of sportsmen for Trump. Okay. This is like, one of Don's hunting buddies, Don Jr.'s hunting buddies, right? And it just makes you think about, you know, these guys using guns as a political weapon, right? Not as a, you know, shooting weapon, but right. as a political weapon. And the reality is, is that outside of Beto O'Rourke, who pretty much I think has lost his mind, Democrats are not looking to take anybody's guns, right? right? They're just looking to keep them out of the hands right. of the people that they don't belong in. Sure. And this is a point that's been made so many times over and over and over again. And now finally, Donald Trump is the kind of person that the existing law doesn't let a gun fall into the hands of. Right. Do Republicans not get the message yet that he is maybe not the best choice? <laughs> Clearly, the answer is yes. But this could... You know, I think this is a good thing to bring up to Republicans. I to agree. Say, I agree, Grant. You know, but, but, you know, I have people it, like Joe Walsh on my show all the time, and he always says it's too late. Republicans, many of them know, boy, we probably effed up and we made a big mistake with Donald Trump, but it's too late now. There's no going back. I agree to a, a strong extent with Joe, and he knows Republicans for sure. Mm -hmm. However, all the polling this year shows that about half the party wants somebody else, right? Um, and the major donors want somebody else. So, I mean, there's the, the MAGA base and it's pretty rigid. Yeah. But this is the kind of information that's not refutable. You know, like he took the picture and he deleted it. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't focus on everything else. The indictments. This, you just say, look, the guy took the picture, posted it and then deleted it. Right. Even he knows that he should not be allowed to own a firearm right now. Mm -hmm. Do you really want a commander in chief, the guy with the nuclear codes to be so 
flawed that by law today he's not allowed to purchase a, a handgun. Of course not. Um, and, he, and I said this, I said the only gun that Republicans really care about or want to talk about or hold anybody accountable to is Hunter Biden's unloaded gun that he possessed illegally for 11 days and didn't commit a crime with. That seems to me the right. only gun that Republicans care about. They don't seem to want to talk. They'll talk about the violence in Chicago, but they won't call it gun violence and they have no solutions to gun violence. They'll bitch and complain about, look at the violence and the black-on-black crime in Chicago, but they won't talk about the fact that we have more gun violence in this country than we've ever had before. They don't want to talk about that, and they have no solutions, nope. but they do want to talk about Hunter Biden's unloaded gun that he had for 11 days. Oh, yeah. I've posted that so many times. The yeah. Republicans want everybody to own a gun except for Hunter Biden. Yeah, just the- <laughs> and and wait a second. I actually have an investigation on that, too. You ready for it? Yes. I'm going to give you a little preview. I would love to hear it. Yes. One of Donald Trump's most important political advisors today, but also in 2020 and in 2016. One of his most important political advisors purchased about 4,500 bucks worth of guns in 2020. Doesn't seem like a big deal, right? No. Well, this same political advisor less than six months earlier had checked himself into a, a, a in, like he did an involuntary check-in where you can't leave for 30 days mm-hmm. uh, to a substance abuse clinic. Wow. So wow. he had pretty much exactly the same kind of issues that Hunter Biden had. Right. And within seven or eight months, he went and bought a gun. Now, I haven't seen his form 4337 yet, mm-hmm. but I have a copy of the letter where he told the court, I checked myself into an involuntary, like, you know, can't leave right. kind of rehab because it was published to the court docket. Well, that's problematic, and I'm glad you're investigating that because I'm not surprised when I use the term hypocrisy a lot when it comes to people on the far right, the MAGA Republicans, and this is just another example of that, and I'm glad you're reporting on it. Hey, I wanted to ask you this, Grant, because you know I got into radio because of Howard Stern. I used to listen to Howard Stern as a kid over and over and over again. Some people say related. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, (laughs) But you know, I don't think Howard Stern has changed over the years. Was he friends with Donald Trump? Sure. But uh, they parted ways, you know, when uh, when Donald Trump decided to run for office, whatever. I don't make much of that. I don't really care. But, you know, Howard Stern talks about wokeness. And I'm sure you heard the clip where he said, listen, if wokeness is me not supporting Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, and I'm paraphrasing here, and if wokeness, you know, is about me actually being awake and being on the right side and not attacking people because of their sexuality or their skin color, then go ahead and call me woke. And the Fox News hosts and those in the far right started picking Howard Stern apart for that. I couldn't agree with them more. What do you make of that? You know, when Republicans are out there screaming, you got to be not woke. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't even define what woke means, right? This is the funny thing about it. So they pretty much lose everybody. I, I actually wrote an article for Byline Times, which is a, a London-based uh, newspaper, and it was all about, like, why is Ron DeSantis going to lose? Because in, in the UK, the whole woke uh, thing in politics is much bigger than it is even here, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that Republicans have defined woke to be anything democratic, it, anything to do with accepting other people for who they are. And it makes me think a lot about something that Speaker Nancy Pelosi said uh, at the end of last year. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be at the White House for the the signing event for the Respect for Marriage Act, which legalized same-sex marriage uh, across the country by 
you know, making states recognize other, other states' marriages and a few other things. And what she said was that when people came to San Francisco and applauded them for being so tolerant of people who are LGBTQ and gay, she said, we're not tolerant. That's an insult. We have respect for them. We're not just people who say, well, we can just stand to be around you. No, we accept people for who they are. And that's the statement that Howard Stern was making, Mm -hmm. right? And very clearly that upset Fox News because their entire program of grievance is based on rejecting people for who they are and demanding that they be somebody else and not just somebody else, but the somebody that they demand. I mean, the Republican Party has become such an anti-libertarian force today. It's really ironic that they consumed all these libertarian actors and now they've become this very dictatorial, you should dress this way, you should eat this, anything you can imagine. Yeah. They really want to come in and tell people how to do it. I mean, even the suggestion, right, that uh, a gas stove should be regulated. (laughs) Well, I mean... Hey man, like people are actually getting sick from having gas stoves in their houses, right? That's why they're talking about doing it. Not because they don't like cooking with gas. I love cooking with gas. I have a gas grill. I take it to my tailgate. I set it up, you know? Yep. It's great. But if it's in your house, it could be bad for you. Yeah. but So why not talk about that? uh, Oh, no, no. Outrage, outrage. Yeah. (laughs) Again, who's the real woke party here? And then you'll have people like Lauren Hobart, as I like to call her, uh, who, uh, you know, they'll preach about their Christianity and Christian values, and then they'll pretty much perform a sexual act uh, to a man in a theater, uh, with, with kids around, uh, it, again, the word hypocrisy, uh, Lauren, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Kevin hey, McCarthy. be nice to grandma Boebert. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of getting <laughs> sick, don't eat at any of her restaurants in the future. That's for sure. Oh, uh, they all closed down. <laughs> yeah, it might not, it might not <laughs> work so well for you. Uh, Grant, you're all, you're the best, my friend. I love your work. Uh, can you just give out that information, how people can follow your, your latest articles and your, your great reporting and, and how can people follow you on social media? Yeah. So it's pretty easy. I'm on Twitter at Grant Stern. Uh, some people may call it X now. Who knows? Uh, you can go to grantstern.com and sign up for the newsletter. I would totally suggest that. If you're listening in the car right now, G-R-A-N-T-S-T-E-R-N.com. I'm at Grant Stern on all the social platforms, of course, but grantstern.com is where I'm, I release everything first. So that's what that newsletter is for. It's here. Yeah. You get it first, and then I send it off to the OccupyDemocrats.com website, the WashingtonPress.com website, where I'm yep. the executive editor. And... Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be launching some great new podcasts. So cool. I might have to send some of our new podcasters over here. To, I'd love to, you know, yeah. love to do it. Talk, talk with your, you and your audience. And love uh, to. yeah, we've got some great stuff coming up. Both of those stories I mentioned are coming up in the and, next week. And I can't even emphasize this enough. 99% of talk radio is right wing echo chamber radio. I've had to deal with it my entire 20 year career. And I'm glad to see that we're getting more podcasts out there like yourself getting out there and, and, and doing more interviews, like even on a Newsmax. And we need more radio hosts and more people that, that are willing to talk about. From, from another perspective, because I'm just so sick of it. The Sean Hannity's, the Mark Levins. I mean, I talk about this all the time. It, it, it It's just, it, it's a joke. And I, and I don't know why, uh, but we need more people on the other side doing radio and doing more podcasts. And Grant, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. And I appreciate you coming on as always, my friend. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for bringing me on, Brian. Appreciate it, Grant. You're the best. Thank you so much. Grant Stern from Occupy Democrats. Always a pleasure having him on the show and getting his perspective. Listen, I get the perspective of the left and the right on this show. I want to say this because I think this is important. As a kid, I listened to radio and I I said to myself, I wanted to be a, a person that did radio every day. I love radio. I love being able to share my opinions. In my early 20s, um, I was more sports-oriented. I I wasn't too much into politics. But I worked for some conservative radio stations for most of my life. And then by the age of 30, I said, God, I really want to do a show, and I want to talk politics, and I want to do everything. I want to do sports, politics, and entertainment. But the places where I worked, sadly, were conservative radio stations that was just one-sided radio. I mean, I remember I was on a radio station a few years back, and I couldn't really say anything negative about Donald Trump. And if I did, uh, they would chastise me for it. I don't know why 99% of radio is conservative radio. I like to hear both sides. And anybody who knows me knows I have more Republicans on this show than Democrats. Uh, Grant, obviously, being a Democrat who we just had on the show. But it's a struggle because... Conservative talk radio is all over the place. I said to myself, maybe seven or eight years ago, I said, I want to do a show that does everything. Many sports hosts are afraid to talk politics or they're told they can't touch politics. Many political hosts don't know anything about sports and don't know how to talk sports. I wanted to do a little bit of everything. I want to be able to talk sports I want to be able to talk news, national news, local news, politics, and I want to do entertainment, interview some of the biggest celebrities out there and and, and do those types of interviews. I want to be able to do everything without having any limitations. And that's why I decided to do Pushing the Limits, because I wanted to do a show that doesn't have any limits. That's why it's called Pushing the Limits. I want to be able to do a segment and interview the First Lady which I've done before. I've had Dr. Jill Biden on this show before. And then the next segment, have Jenna Jameson on the show and have a porn star on. That's what I want to do. That's the kind of radio that I want to do with no limitations. And that's what pushing the limits is all about. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk Raiders football. We're going to talk a little Aces basketball, big win yesterday. We'll get to that and much, much more. Before I do that, I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Sahara West Urgent Primary Care. They're located at 6125 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 1B. I was actually just in there the other day. Actually, yesterday. What am I talking about? They took care of me past a kidney stone and, and I was in and out of there in like a half an hour. They, they did a great job in helping me out. I promise you they will help you. They take most insurances and if you don't have insurance, guess what? It's only 95 bucks. Please check them out. Tell them I sent you. Sahara West, Urgent and Primary Care. Give them a call at 702-248-0554. You could also visit them online at saharawesturgentcare.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? 
Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your healthcare needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. I am looking forward to the Republican presidential debate tonight, and we'll have full coverage of it tomorrow and a breakdown. And heck, I'm not even going to the Vegas Golden Knights game tonight so that I can cover the debate. Gavin Newsom is going to be out there, by the way. That's going to be really interesting. Blake Wynn's going to be in studio tomorrow from Keller Williams. He's hosting a uh, charity poker tournament with my good friend Al DeLeon over there. At Arizona Charlie's on Decatur. It's raising money for the Ronald McDonald Fund, among other charities. And Blake's going to be in studio tomorrow. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, please give Blake a call. I invite all of you out to the poker tournament tomorrow at 4.30. I will be out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Big Mo, Paul McKeskey is going to be out there with his wife, Linda. And we're going to have a great time. Uh, So you can actually meet Blake out there. 
But uh, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, please give Blake a call over at Keller Williams. Nobody better than him. He's lived in Vegas all of his life. 702-540-3311. And again, that number, 702-540-3311. Let me start this segment on a positive note. Great job by the Las Vegas Aces last night. Taking care of business at home. Saw a little Wayne out there and some NBA players out there. And uh, again, always a fun atmosphere at the Aces games. And I would never say anything any differently. Nice organization. And and uh, I'm a big fan of Asia Wilson. And I always have been since she got here. Didn't know much about her because I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of women's college basketball. Obviously, she was the number one pick. And we know she was a great college player. But um, first time I saw her play under Bill Lane Beer, I said, wow, I mean, this chick could play. She's She's got a nice mid-range game. She can shoot the ball very well. She's got a great touch. She's got good post moves. And uh, right away, I said, wow, she's a really special offensive player. I didn't say much about her defense when she first came here a few years back. But boy, has she improved in the offseason, and that's why she's the defensive player of the year. And she is, in my personal opinion, and I'm not going to make a big deal about this, but in my personal opinion, she's the best female basketball player in the world. So she was picked third in the MVP voting, which I thought was a joke. And I believe uh, in the voting, she was picked third. And I believe she's the best player in the world. But listen, the big deal is if they win a, a WNBA championship, right? I mean, that's the big deal. And she'll have an opportunity to do that because they're going to get past Dallas. They're up 2-0. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in game three. We'll have to wait and see. We know that the Liberty, Liberty are tied up with the Connecticut Sun 1-1. That's good news for the Aces. You don't you don't want to play the Liberty. You'd much rather play the Connecticut Sun. Uh, the Liberty are a really bad matchup for the Aces. I think it's going to be tough. But, you know, Asia Wilson does it. She does it in all the right ways on both ends of the floor. Great defensive player. Always hustling, playing hard. Plays with emotion. Great offensive player. Uh, great post player, nice mid-range game. She has a really nice touch. I think she went 10 for 10 at the free throw line last night. Um, and she's a great person with a really nice family and a great role model. So uh, I have become a very big Asia Wilson fan. And uh, I, I, I really love the way she plays, her work ethic. We're very lucky to have her here in Las Vegas. Um, and she was phenomenal again last night. I mean, she's just unbelievable. She's scoring 30 points like every game. It's just in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. Asia Wilson's a great player, great person, so I'm really happy for her. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, they're going to get past Dallas. Uh, I don't know if they win game three or not. Wouldn't surprise me if they lost one game, but they're going to win the series. Uh, the Liberty are in a dogfight against the Connecticut Sun. It's tied 1-1 now. It's going back to Connecticut. No guarantees that the Liberty win that series. Um, and who's the player? I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. The player on the Liberty that uh, won the award for MVP. Why am I drawing a blank here? I don't Brianna know. Stewart. Thank you. Brianna Stewart had a terrible game yesterday. Now, I understand she was good defensively. She grabbed a lot of rebounds, but the MVP scoring 11 or 12 points, I don't know, whatever. I'm just saying, I don't, I, 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 I'm building a team. I'm picking Asia Wilson over Brianna Stewart. She's a great player, but I pick Asia Wilson. That's just my personal opinion. So congratulations to the Aces. And and by the way, it goes to show you that some of these idiots in the media, these buffoons in the media that vote have absolutely no idea what they're talking about, no idea what they're doing. Um, Josh McDaniels is still trending on Twitter. Fire Josh McDaniels. It is not my job as a member of the media to kiss the ass of anybody. I do my own thing. I have my own show here. 
Nobody tells me what I should or shouldn't say other than swearing, which I would never do, at least not intentionally, at least not intentionally. I give credit where credit is due. Example, I like Coach Odom. I'm so happy that UNLV football is 3-1, and one, and I think they're about to be 4-1, and one, and I think they're going to beat Hawaii this Saturday, and I'm looking forward to that game. I like Coach Odom. I like the kids he has. Uh, they play hard, and I'm happy for UNLV football. I haven't always said nice things about UNLV football. I've been critical of them because the program has been bad for decades. It's not my job to promote. It's my job to share opinions and be honest, and I think I am fair. UNLV football has been a bad football program for decades. I think Harper is a really good athletic director. Desiree Reed Francois, the Joker, had absolutely no idea what she was doing when she was here. She made some horrible fires, or I'm, I'm sorry, some horrible hires, not fires. Uh, Arroyo was one of them. Terrible, terrible head football coach. And TJ Otzelberger was a joke. He never wanted to be here. I am so glad that Desiree Reed Francois is no longer the athletic director here. Harper is a good athletic director. He gets it. He made the right decision getting rid of Arroyo. I'm telling you right now, if Arroyo was the coach here, they would not be three and one. They wouldn't have beaten Vanderbilt. They would not be three and one, and they probably wouldn't have won on the road. This team is physical. They are a better defensive team. Um, better play calling, and Odom is a much better coach. So uh, congratulations to UNLV. The point I'm trying to make is I give credit where credit is due, and I criticize when necessary. And some people in this town don't like me for that. Some people within the organizations don't like me for that. I say, screw you. I don't care. I'm always going to be who I am, and I'm always going to be honest. The Raiders are a joke. Josh McDaniels is not a good head football coach. He is a joke. Garoppolo is not an elite quarterback. I would say he is an average quarterback in the NFL. And this is Josh McDaniels, okay? Mark Davis didn't pull this trigger. It was Josh McDaniels that wanted Garoppolo here. Josh McDaniels is a bad head football coach. This Raiders team is not going to be a good team so long as Josh McDaniels and this coaching staff is here, period. And I know Raiders fans don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear honesty. Josh McDaniels is a bad football coach. Now, I don't know if he's lost the locker room yet, but eventually that's going to happen if they go one and five, one and six. Just listen to Devontae Adams and the frustration of this team after the game the other day, and it will tell you that they are not happy. These are competitive football players. They are ballers. And yes, Garoppolo is a capable quarterback under the right system, under the right coaching staff, not Josh McDaniels. I don't know if he's lost the rock. And I, listen, I talk to Raider insiders every day. I have actually some good friends in this town that are at practice every day that know this team inside and out. And, he's, and they tell me he's on the borderline of losing the locker room. Not yet, but he's on the borderline. They are not going to win this weekend. They are not going to beat the Chargers. They're not. So then you're looking at what? A one in three record. Look at their schedule. They could be one in five. They could be one in six. They'll probably beat the Bears. They should beat the Packers at home, but you could look at their schedule and say they could be one and five or one and six. If the Raiders are one and six, I do believe that Mark Davis is going to have to make a decision. Listen, I think they should have fired him after last year, to be honest with you, but Mark Davis is going to have a lot of pressure. The Raiders organization is going to have a lot of pressure. If they're one and six, listen, if you're, you're three and four, maybe even you're lucky enough to be 500. He's going to stick around, but the Raiders are not going to win this weekend. They're going to be one and three. Just put it in the back. They ain't beating the Chargers, not on the road. So they're going to come back home one and three, but I like Mark Davis 
as a person, I like Mark Davis. I think he's a very nice man. He's done some great things from the community. He's done a wonderful job with the Aces. He is a bad NFL football owner. I'm sorry. It's not personal. Mark Davis, I wish he would sell the team, the Raiders. Keep the Aces. You've done a great job there. Sell the team. You're not a good owner. Hiring Josh McDaniels was a joke. What have you seen from Josh McDaniels and what did you see from him at Denver that would lead you to believe this is the guy that's going to turn things around for Raider Nation and win a bunch of football wins, you know, a bunch of football games? If the, if the saying is just win, baby, Josh McDaniels is the opposite of that. Why did you hire this guy? Now you're in a situation where Raider Nation, once again, angry, disappointed, upset. They're upset at Mark Davis. They're upset at Josh McDaniels. They're upset at Garoppolo. Garoppolo is an average quarterback. Guys, just live with it. He's going to win you some games. He's going to lose you some games. It's the play calling and the coaching. If this is your guy, answer me this. Riddle me this. If Garoppolo is Josh McDaniels' guy, then why didn't he go for it fourth and four? Why did you rely on your defense, which has been awful? This is your guy, Josh McDaniels. Why did you call him off the field and kick a field goal? Because you are a bad football coach. You have no confidence in your team, and your team has no confidence in you. The play calling is terrible. And yes, Josh McDaniels should be on the hot seat. If he loses like three of the next four, I think Mark Davis is going to pull the trigger because there's going to be too much pressure on him. You can get away with, with, you know, three and five, four and six. But if you win one of your next four games and you're looking at a two and six or two and seven record, I think that, that Mark Davis might just pull the trigger. I've seen nothing from Josh McDaniels that would lead me to believe that he is a good football coach, that he's going to turn this thing around. And don't you give me that garbage about, well, look at what he did in New England. You had a guy named Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, arguably the best football player of all time with the best coach of all time. I'm not going to give Josh McDaniels any credit for what he did in New England. I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it. His decision-making is terrible, and this is not personal. I don't think Josh McDaniels is a bad guy. Let me be very clear on that. There are a lot of owners and coaches in the NFL that would say, boy, that's just a bad person, bad guy. Josh McDaniels is a nice guy. I like Mark Davis. Good guy. Bad owner of a football team. Bad head coach. And until Raider Nation, until you start to realize that, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You know, Numchuck could throw egg at my face if, if, the, if the Raiders turn this thing around. I welcome it with open arms. But uh, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think it's going to happen with Josh McDaniels. Not a good football coach. And uh, there's no excuses because they have the talent. Come on. Can we all agree? They have the players to be a successful NFL football team. Not saying you're going to win the Super Bowl with Garoppolo, but you got Josh Jacobs. Come on. You got Max Crosby. Give me a break. The list goes on and on. You got Devontae Adams. Teams should be better than where they're at right now. Maybe maybe, Maybe Mark Davis should fire Josh McDaniels and hire Becky Hammond. I don't know. Maybe that would work. I don't know. But, uh... We'll see. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Please uh, follow me on social medias at PTL Radio Show, Twitter, TikTok, and of course, YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, We're going to be covering the uh, Republican debate, the second debate tonight. So we'll have all the coverage for you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a phenomenal and fantastic rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow.